I see things. You laugh at an old man. <laughs> There's them that laughs and knows better. See the TV cameras yet? That's what I'm kidding right now, is this weird chills. It's dog-eat-dog world, and from where I sit, there just ain't enough damn dogs. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Come on, I feel... What was that? Throw them into darkness for a few hours, and then sit back and watch them. Drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, bestiality. We may ask what is real. Murder, vampire. Anything beyond that is dangerous. He's a liar. The demon is a liar. He would like to confuse us. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. The attack is psychological. And it's themselves. Powerful. So don't listen. Remember that. If it had ended, we would not be here. All we need do is sit back and watch. dog-eat-dog world, and from where I sit, there just ain't enough damn dog. Dog-eat-dog world, and from where I sit, there just ain't enough damn dog. Welcome back to Freaky Fridays. I know uh, today we got a little bit of a later one, but uh, you know, I just wanted to accommodate the guest that we have today. I was very excited to have her back on. Uh, I do have my uh, one of my part-time co-hosts with me on this Freaky Fridays. I have Teresa from Spiritual the Spiritual Gangsters podcast. Uh, Teresa, do you want to right. introduce yourself and let everybody know uh, what's up with you and your show? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, like you said, I have a newer show called The Spiritual Gangsters, which you also co-host with me. And it's more about featuring like people's personal stories. We cover other topics sometimes, but mostly like giving researchers and truthers like a platform to kind of tell their own story, which is kind of nice to hear. So yeah, nice. people can find that on YouTube. Uh, Spotify and Apple. Nice, very good. And I do have, uh, I think, your show notes in the bottom. And I think, well, since I'm a co-host, the show notes are also on my link tree. So perfect. So you can <laughs> definitely find the show notes for that <laughs> somewhere down there. And Thank uh, you. and today's guest, we have a returning uh, Freaky Fridays guest. Uh, I had a great time with you the first time. It was just we had a great talk. You're definitely somebody I can kick it with. And today we have back Denise again. And, uh, yeah, Denise, I guess if you want to, I didn't put your link in there. If you want to tell anybody where they can find you on social media, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But, Denise, she was okay. on before. And we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, Tracy Twyman and maybe some Cappy stuff. But uh, first, you just want to give a little bit of an introduction, you know, let everybody know who you are in case they didn't see you the first time. Yeah, I was on the show the last time. I was Denise, ex-Mormon. And um, yeah. that was actually a really, really good episode. I have to say, I, I thought you know, I, you. I do, do want to re- re- let people know if you had not, because we did have another Mormon on the occult rejects. 
mm-hmm. she was that woman was really good at you know doing whatever she brought up. But Denise, I also think brings another whole aspect to it. Where if you go listen to that one, you will hear a lot about of how fucking structured their life is. Um, yeah. and all the classes and all the bombardment in the head with shit. I, I really think when it comes to that stuff, that episode is fucking amazing. So go check Thank that you. out. If you have not heard that yet, the, the ex Mormon with Denise, I think it's a very informative, uh, informative, uh, <laughs> uh, episode. So definitely please go check that out. And, and now I'll stop boasting about it. And Denise, you can, you can go on where you were and I'll stop interrupting. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I think that, um, Growing up Mormon actually got me into a lot of research and trying to figure out the world around me and uh, reading a lot of books. And so, I, you know, what what started me off into the world of researching was basically trying to prove my mom wrong about church and everything else. <laughs> but um, so I've always sort of I would I wouldn't say conspiracy theorist, but looking at the other side of things, trying to figure out the world around me. And, um, you know, that's where reading a lot of books and studying and researching um, certain aspects of life and who runs the world and what the heck does it mean and why are we here, etc., etc. And that led me into, um, you know, coming across Isaac Cappy and Tracy Twyman, and as you know, basically when Cappy first really hit the bricks and came out, I was there. I was. I, I'm like, who is this guy? What the heck? You know, because <laughs> his, his first. Um, thanks, Eric. <laughs> um, you know, he uh, he had gone to um, Comic Con in San Diego. And when he was there, that's when he decided, I've got to talk about this. And he, you know, it was just like he flipped a switch. And um, and so he did his first Periscope exposing what he thought was an elite group of pedophiles in Hollywood. And um, so that's kind of where it starts. And I'd heard Tracy Toyman on and off on, I used to really love Higher Side Chats and Three Men Fly. And so I discovered oh, yeah. um, I discovered her work there and a few other really awesome people. Freeman Floyd's been around for a while, right? He's been around a long time. I, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, think, I remember listening to him back in 2010, I think. I think that's the same dude. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. That um, Fucking my boy Sean McCann has probably told me a hundred times. I don't know if it's, it's something Freeman something or whatever. It's probably the same person who's told me over. The over Freeman there. show? Yeah, but... or something that I need to check out this uh, this person or the show. Oh, he's awesome. I mean, I think. I love his his work. This is, you know, really kind of helped me in finding certain books and reading and trying to figure out the world around me. But um, so, you know, both of these two ended up committing suicide, you know, within months of each other. And um, it was very, you know, very sad. I used to chat with Isaac um, via Instagram. He he, follow, he followed me, and I'm like, wow, this is a trip. You know what? But, you know, it felt like kind of an honor that he was reaching out to me in certain a certain way and communicating. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that were closer to him than I was. 
But one of the things I, you know, he was called out for, and I want to clarify this because I think people don't understand that he, people were talking to him that had a lot of experience, bad experiences, SRA experience, um, and with certain famous people as well that didn't want their names to be spoken of. It's a, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a safe area to really expose and people were really afraid. So he went on shows like Alex Jones and lift the veil and other, other um, streaming services. And he talked about what he knew, but he couldn't, he, he, he promised people he wouldn't reveal their names and he didn't. He, he kept that promise. He kept people safe. And so on the outside, it's like, you know, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have any receipts. You're just, you know, you're just blabbering, saying names. But really, he did have, you know, he got this from people who had been there, experienced, you know, um, all of this abuse, you know, um, at the hands of people like David Geffen, Brian Singer, um, Steven Spielberg, you know, which is, you know, it's common knowledge in the industry for a lot of people that, this stuff goes on. Was Steven Spielberg the one who did Poltergeist? Yeah. There was some uh, there was some weird shit just even with that fucking girl on that show and what was going on, I think. Well, yeah, the way that little girl died, too, is just like, you know, that Crazy Days and Nights has a story that's really ugly about what happened to her, you know. I think she was 11 or 12 when she when she passed, but... Um, yeah, there's a lot of evidence that there was other reasons why she died or things that contributed to that reason. Yeah. That is pretty fucking yeah. crazy and disgusting. Yeah. And, you know, that was on the, the set of Jeopardy, where they filmed Jeopardy is where that allegedly happened. Oh. Yeah. It's really, really sad. You know, I think parents that put their kids or allow them to go into the industry, a lot of them don't understand. You know, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I would never, ever in a million years... Never allow a kid anywhere near those people. Yeah. It's almost like you have to be a pedophile to get a job there. It's, you know, yeah. seems that way. That has to be on your resume. You've got to be some creepy perv. <laughs> I have, anyhow. you know, I have, there was a, uh, a show that um, I don't know if it's still active now. They might have taken a break, but uh, I think it was called Off the Mark. Um, it was two women, and I think one of them is kind of like in involved with Hollywood, not at, mm-hmm. not up up there, but you know enough, but low, also low enough to say it's like fucked up enough. Like as soon as you walked in the door, if you want to get anywhere, you almost have to be a fucked up person. Like she's even said that just from her being kind of like in it and around it. If you want to be mm-hmm. anybody of importance, you almost basically have to be fucking off somehow. Well, yeah, it caters to that kind of personality. If you think about it, um, you really have to be almost a sociopath. Definitely, you need to be a narcissist. You know, because you're gonna you're gonna take a lot of hits personally. And the only the the only type of personality that can survive those is a narcissist. You know, all that stuff just rolls right off their back. So. Yeah, it's uh, that's a good point. That's a good point about narcissism. Yeah, I just think that it attracts that type of personality too. 
I, I can't imagine, you know, you have all these handlers and people who, it's like being president. Who the hell would want that? You know, that it takes a certain type of personality. And I mean, you can see like older government. Those are, yeah. I mean, you know, we've got sociopaths leading us around by the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sociopaths and narcissists. Yeah. Yeah, just brought that up yesterday when we were co-hosting Spiritual Gangsters together that people who kind of want to pursue fame, it's almost like there is something wrong with them. Like to want that level of attention on you at all right. times. Right. It's, it's not normal, I would say. No, no. And you know what? It's not pretty. There's a lot of books written about the aging narcissist. And all you have to do is like, don't even read the book. Just go look at Madonna's Instagram. And that'll give you the full picture of what an aging narcissist looks like. Like, oh, oh you forgot to develop your inner world, and now you're an old lady spreading your legs on TV. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, what? It's not a good look. It's not a good look. No. 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 <laughs> so, um, so I'm trying to think of where to go from here. Like, the well, whole thing seen- about Isaac. Okay. is um, he was working on unsealing the Epstein files. And that was his, that was mainly his whole modus operandi because what he, what he was trying to prove is that once you pull on that thread, the whole thing unravels. Epstein was the, what he used to say is Epstein is the key to the whole fucking matrix. And um, he wasn't kidding because we pulled on those threads and you can see but behind it is this Jewish billionaire club, which starts with Lex Wexner. And Wexner really is the guy that was kind of running the whole show. He wasn't, you know, like getting screwed over by Epstein. He was financing all of this, this, this whole honeypot operation. Um, there's so much to it. He funded with his billionaire buddies the first Iraq war. I mean, this guy is loaded. He now Wexner is just to give a little back history on the guy is, um, he owns Victoria's secret and the limited company. And so that's all his. Oh, wow. Among other things. Like he has other, you know, businesses, but that's what he's known for. And so think about all these girls that want to get into modeling and career. So all he has to do is dangle that carrot. And then there's, you know, Peter Nygaard, the same. He's, you know, Peter Nygaard, Teresa from Canada, right? I do. I've driven past his warehouse every day for all my life. Yeah. So he's the Canadian Epstein, right? He's got an island in the Bahamas as well. And I think that, um, yeah, he's probably going to get a slap on the hand. I think they released him now, right? So His clothes um, are really shitty, by the way. Well, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I look at him and I'm like, God, he's just disgusting to look at. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So cheaply made. (laughs) Yeah. And then Wexner, though. So Wexner, um, you know, has a lot of friends in high places. He's very close to George Bush Sr. And like I said, he was part of a group that funded the first Iraq war. And so, you know, these people don't. They don't fuck around. We're talking like big time money, Mossad. Um, Maria Farmer has, you know, 
she was kidnapped by the Wexners, his wife, Abigail, and Lex Wexner held her in their 25,000-square-foot guest house until she was able to escape. She went right to the FBI, and I think it was, I'm not clear on the date, but I think it was in 1993. It was in the early 90s. She went to the FBI, and they did nothing. And uh, this is what Tracy Twyman experienced as well. She went to the FBI when she found out what was going on with, she was able to decode. Uh, what she came across was she, she decoded something on YouTube where she saw that they were trafficking children. And she figured out the code. I, I mean, it's just so bizarre. And the, you know, there's a lot that, of stuff he, on YouTube that people don't know about that is neither for yeah. files or, or even like will show you advertising of children that's for sale. I yeah. really believe that. I've come across stuff that like even like there's a there's a thing that is a cult we're following now that's attached to a school and like the videos are very questionable. I, I'm not even going to use it because I couldn't mm -hmm. tell. But like there was just very weird like showing kids in random places and then like showing the geographical spot like on the map of where it was and then going to another group of kids and showing them outside just walking around a park and then showing the pin drop of where that it was just really weird. And I'm like, yo, something's fucking off with this. But. You know, I, I don't want to show it because I'm not exactly sure when we do cover this topic, but it was very fucking weird. And there's just so many, wow. so many shady fucking YouTube accounts where you can see yes. kids shows that just do not look like they're really for kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, that's what, that. um, that's what Tracy came across. And she went to the FBI and she was just flabbergasted. They not only did they they not shake her hand or, you know, invite her in. They blew her off. And this is when she thought Isaac Cappy was a lark in the beginning. And I remember she she had brought it up and she, you know, a lot of people thought he was. And I understand, you know, this guy's coming off and he's not, he, he's just naming names with no receipts. But then she's like, holy shit, he, he's not kidding around. And she contacted him. I don't know what their conversation was, but she had reached out to him because she was so freaked out by what she'd come across. And, and um, so her thing was she thought that Isaac was going out to, there's a campground <clears throat> in Williams, Arizona. It's funny. Somebody it's actually mentioned, mentioned that. The Greenleaf campground? Yeah. yeah, somebody mentioned that in the chat just before you brought this up, uh, the Greenleaf campground in Zorro Ranch. That's so funny. Yeah, Zorro is in um, New Mexico. That's a that's a whole other study in transhumanism. That's probably what's going on there. Um, that that's one of the reasons why they traffic people is they need people to experiment on as well. Um, it's not just you know sex. That's they need you know for the neural link and things like that. Um, this whole transit transhumanism agenda is they like I said they need people to experiment on and, and um, you know the neural link from what I understand is an epic failure the monkeys all die it's you know so far it's not um, up to snuff let's just say so um so yeah there's the Greenleaf campground and a shady character who was threatening Allegedly, Tracy thought it was him. I'm not going to say his name. Um, and a few other people involved that are um, 
they're linked to, uh, let's just say, Alex Jones' cameraman. And um, 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 what is his name? Michael Levine, who is a partner. And he does, um, he, he does the music for a lot of uh, movies and shows. Michael Levine, who is Seth Green's business partner. Is and he related, related to Adam Levine? Maureen Fine? I don't think so. Oh, okay. There's a lot of Levines and, and, yeah. And so that, so, so through these people, um, they're connected also, believe it or not, Sean, Sean Stone's name comes up in the mix. Um, so it's this whole kind of Mossad media matrix that is going on. It's, Adam Green would be excited to know that they're all Jews and um, not that all the Jewish people in Hollywood are actually Jewish anyway. Yeah. I think that's, you know, who not, I, I don't know. It's, it's more, it's, it's satanic and they hide behind the cloak of Judaism. And uh, that's not right, but it happens, you know? So, yeah. So where was I? Campground, Isaac, Epstein, unseal Epstein. So Isaac's whole thing was unsealing Epstein because then they would see, you know, the, the public would see what was really going on. And um, so we, so now we know that Bill Clinton visited the Epstein Island 26 times. Um, we know about the flight logs, right? You know, all the people that were on the flight log, all the people that were in Epstein's black book. It doesn't mean that they knew what was going on. Although I think a lot of them did like Chelsea Handler and her fiance, Andre Belez, which that's a whole other, that's another rabbit hole I can go into another time. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. there's a lot on Andre, Andre Belez and his father. Okay. And, um, They've got a, he's got a lab. Is it the Merck Hotel in New York that he has as part of the Standard Hotel Corporation? But um, there is, um, he's got a whole lab at the very top penthouse up there. Wow. So, again, these people are very into um, experimenting with the transhumanist agenda. This is what Epstein was, you know, funding a lot of that as well. Interesting. So, yeah. Epstein was into it. They want, you know, they want to look at, they want to create, this goes back to Adolf Hitler. They want to create the perfect race. So that's part of what's going on. But allegedly Epstein and the Epizoro ranch had like this whole West world thing going on. And the Clintons, Chelsea, Hillary, and Bill would go, they had a whole guest house they would stay in because allegedly they were really, they really loved that experience there. Wow. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just, you know, something I read. You know what I thought Very was weird? Like, have you, you've obviously probably heard of then, like Epstein basically, like, wasn't he also kind of like building a, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what it was, but wasn't he like trying to like save stuff so he can like fucking have multiple like tons of kids or some shit too? Yeah, like, that's I don't what know, he like was... his DNA or semen, whatever the fuck it was, but like, wasn't he even no. like had the idea well, of like he, having multiple? He wanted to to start his own breeding program, and he may have already started it before whatever happened to him. I don't believe he's dead, but um, 
at Zorro Ranch, and that's when Virginia uh, Guffrey, Jeffrey, what well, I can't pronounce her last name, Virginia Roberts mm-hmm. was her maiden name before she escaped. But um, that's why she got the heck out of there, because she thought that they were going to use her in the breeding program. And that's when she, you know, she figured out how to get out. And um, she got the heck out of there and ended up in Australia. But some of these girls, I'm just amazed that they're still around alive to tell the story. Yeah, I've wondered that, too. It just, it's like, I'm not saying that... It's not true, but people have been murdered for less. And I just wonder how and why, you know. um, But uh, I don't doubt that they went through something, but I have a really odd story. And this is why I think that uh, not everyone in Epstein's book or has had an experience with him is necessarily in on the whole thing, but... Oh, Denise, I, your, your mic was uh, off for a second again. Can you hear me? Yeah, but Am I there? Yeah, you sound better now, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I actually had dinner with Epstein one night. Um, I was in Mes- uh, Mesquite, Nevada, and with a girlfriend, and we were staying at the Casablanca Hotel, and um, we were waiting. we were waiting at the bar for a table, and the mayor of Albuquerque, I think his name is Jim Baca, came over, and he was all over us. He's like, would you like to join us? And uh, well, there was a group of men. There were like six men at the table. And we're looking for someone to caddy for us the next day. They were playing golf. And at the end of the table was Bill Richardson. And I recognized him and Jeffrey Epstein. And um, it was a lot of fun. Everyone was really nice. The gentleman next to me <clears throat> looked like David Letterman. I don't know who he was, but he had like um, he had a green converse and a red converse. And he knew how to read cards, so we sat down at the casino, and he was winning money super fast, and the, the guys in the black suits started to show up, and he's like, okay, we got to go. But um, he, he's been kicked out of Vegas, he was telling me. But anyhow, I'm like, this is a trip. I've never seen anyone read cards. It was just blowing my mind. This guy was a genius. And you know, it just know, makes sense that – It's funny that you say that because yesterday I was on a show, and they had asked me anything. Do I believe, like, maybe when it comes to, like uh... – with gematria and numbers and occultism, can you, like, I don't know, somewhat like with gambling, and I said I definitely think you can when it comes to certain types of gambling. People yeah. that I know that are good with neither occultism or gematria and shit seem to have ways of making money. They figured it out, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes, and my life is kind of weird like that. It's almost like these things are dropped in my lap, so I have a bigger understanding, a better understanding of certain things that seem to be playing out now. Like, you know, sometimes when you look back, these things make sense. I'm not sure why, but there's a pattern in my life. And that's just one of those things where I'm like, um, so Epstein is real. I know because I've seen him with my own eyes. They didn't really engage with us, by the way. They were at the end of their table, really in deep discussion but um, they were—they made the Mater D go up and get a Cuban cigar for me. Like I'm like, I had no idea that all this stuff was available at the casino, including <laughs> probably, you know, process. We were in like the one of my favorite restaurants there. It's called Catherine's, like five star dining. It was, you know, it was just a really one of uh, just a really interesting experience for me. 
Um, nothing bad happened. I didn't feel like anything bad was going to happen to us, you know, like, and that's probably part of their charm is that they, you know, can make you feel safe, but also, you know, we weren't 12 years old, so we were, you know, yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, like money buys a lot of things and a lot of power attitude. So, you know, you got like a. I don't know your personal situation, but it's like, yes, it can be very impressive at first. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, just, you know, you can smell power a mile away with men like that. And so, you know, you think like meeting the mayor of Albuquerque, which, you know, in New Mexico, but that guy was like small potatoes compared to everyone else there. And the guy that, you know, was the card reader that was cute. He, um, he owned all the NBC affiliates, New Mexico. So, and I'm thinking, what? This was, by the way, this is 1998, 99. And so what were they all doing there? These were all New Mexico people. And I don't know when he purchased the Zorro Ranch, but it feels like there was some sort of deal going on there because um, Epstein and Richardson were at the end of the table and they were very involved in conversation. Like they were off in their own world, you know. And so um, it was, like I said, a very interesting experience. There was something going on there. They were setting something up. You've got that guy that owns a network there. You've got the mayor of Albuquerque. What the heck is going on? Like, you know, and we, you know, they were just, to us, they were a bunch of old guys. So when they, they were going to pay us to caddy for them the next day, we ditched them. Uh, <laughs> we That's never, funny. you know, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we had dinner and that was enough. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, interesting. You know, there was so something... back to Epstein and unsealing the documents. So, um, real Epstein quick, Denise, was... if you, if you don't mind, there was something you know that I was thinking about before that I just feel like is a common thread because you were mentioning yeah. before seeing common things going on. I see a lot of like you know a reason I brought up Epstein is because like I thought he was trying to like I guess make like you know a football team or a soccer team whatever you know whatever and now you have Elon Musk saying we need to have more children and you got yeah. and I think and I and I know it's you know mean people are going to think maybe it's just because of the shit that I've covered but I also in my opinion do also think Mormons are a little bit more in the game of what the fuck's going on than people think, mm-hmm. and their whole big thing is about popping out children. So it seems like you have this theme of people, in my opinion, that are important or doing things that all have this idea that we need to keep populating and keep popping out more kids. I do find that to be a little weird in itself, too. You know, the the, the mm-hmm. same thing with depopulation. I think overpopulation is just as fucking bizarre, you know, to me. Right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, I don't mean, and then look what happened. Roe versus Wade. Now there's less states to have, not that I, you know, not getting into what the legality or if that's right or wrong, but that has made it harder now to not have kids and has, is helping with population more. So it seems like a lot of overpopulation seems people or ideas are in some, you know, I don't know, a lot of it in my face, I think. Well, in my own world, in my own life, I can see that there's two generations that aren't having kids the way they used to. And so that's just my experience that I've seen from my lifetime. You know, like, um, I should be a grandma. I don't have any grandkids at all, you know. So um, 
And I'm not just saying that for my own personal life, but I've noticed it all around. I did live in Utah for a little while, and I'm telling you, they are, you know, they they do say breed them young. So either you go on a mission or you get married, you start popping out kids. And by the time they're still in their mid-20s, they've got like five kids, and they're just, you know, up to their eyeballs in debt. And um, the church just tells tells them to keep having kids and keep paying your tithing. And it's it's quite a racket, really. Wow. Well, that's interesting, the tie to Mormonism, because uh, I think there's that child trafficking agency, uh, Our Rescue, Tim Ballard, mm-hmm. who runs it. Oh, my God. I want to talk about him. It's very interesting character. He's, I don't know. He, I don't know. He's a fraud. Right, He's if a they fraud. actually help children or not. so He could start in the state of Utah. If he really wanted to do something, instead of putting on going to other countries and putting on this big show, millions of dollars, where they drop him out of a helicopter to rescue children, right. that's, that's just theater. Hmm. That's all theater. That's how he gets his money. He, he could start in the friggin' state of Utah, which has this whole SRA scandal going on right now, where they're raping kids in the Manti Temple, you know? And Jenny Hatch is like, she's exposing all of it right now. Wow. So it's, you know, it's a bit, it really, again, if you wanted to help, you could start uh, in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Start right, and start right there, bucko. I think they are, they did or they are making a Hollywood production about him. Which they are then, then really got me thinking like oh wow this guy is not who he says he is he's at a all. fraud and then I it, found out he was he was Mormon and I was like oh well <laughs> well let, yeah well let me tell you this let's go let's let's go down this rabbit hole with um okay so we have let's talk about Mormons real quick we've got Mitt Romney who worked for Bank Capital that was set up by Robert Maxwell okay mm-hmm. there's that connection. Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine's father, helped Mitt Romney set up Bain Capital. Okay. Now we have, now let's go to Arizona where we just had um, Paul Peterson was, um, he was put in jail for trafficking children out. He's a Mormon. These are all Mormons um, out of the Marshall Islands. So we have, and then we have the murder of Rachel I can't they were Bejeron, who was an attorney that was there, and she was, I think she was a Mormon lady, and she was there because she was sent there because of the complaints of trafficking children out of Micronesia, Marshall Islands. She was murdered. And then we have Jeff Flake, who um, was the, the um, was he, the, he was the senator who stepped down as soon as things got hot with Paul Peterson, who was arrested for trafficking kids out of the Marshall Islands. So there's this whole Mormon mafia. Um, and Tim Ballard, by the way, is involved in that. He's somewhere in the middle of this. So we've got this whole kind of group of Mormons. And I know they sell babies because I had a family member who was approached when she was pregnant and was looking to, you know, she was going to put the child up for adoption, and the Mormons came right in, paid her, and then sold the baby to a family. You know, and so they're very okay. So they're very big into not just human trafficking, but selling babies and adoption. Um, you know, I now often they, wondered, like, if them, 
You know, like if if you watch, I guess Vice, which I mean, they do have some decent stuff, and sometimes it's whatever. But they, I think they do cover like this whole like Mormon and uh, Mexican cartel, yeah, thing where they seem to be against each other. But the thing is, if the, the Mexican cartel that's by them, whenever they get busted or anything, it's American-made guns. And mm-hmm. they are those cartels also are known for having kids just disappearing. So I'm wondering if it's just a facade that they actually don't like each other. And is there some sort of exchange going on, actually? Yeah. You give us kids and we'll give you some guns. And we'll act yeah. like we don't like each other. That makes sense, doesn't it? That that could definitely be happening. Yeah. So, and then we have um, Ghislaine Maxwell with her uh, Terra Mora Foundation, which was basically you buy and you own a part of the ocean, which happens to be all around the Marshall Islands where they were trafficking kids, where these Mormon guys were involved in the selling of babies. They're taking these babies from these families really didn't understand what was going on, you know, like, and I know like going to church, there are a lot of uh, Samoan and Tongan people. Um, They've been doing this for years. This has been going on a long time. So, uh, yeah, there's um, these black op operations is, this is how they make their money. You know, this is how they've been funded and why they're so big now is the whole human trafficking element. So, and the slavery, um, the experimenting on people, stem cells, all of this stuff. I mean, you know, the harvesting organ industry is huge too. I mean, it's just... It, it's just, it just blows my mind how out of control it is. It's crazy. There's a girl um, on Instagram who she makes all these claims and just what you're saying, it really, it corroborates what she has said. And I, for, for so long, I wasn't sure if she was like truthful or not truthful, but I feel like she's probably truthful. Yeah. I, some people in the chat might know, I have talked to you about her before and why um, Allie, She's a young um, yes. black girl. Yeah. And she supposedly she keeps saying she's going to drop names, going to drop names. She accused the Bidens of things back in 2020 near the election. And that's how her Instagram blew up. Is initially. she on the run with her adopted mother? Is this yes. Girl? Yeah. I mean, Shelly. Yeah. I always thought, I'm like, oh, I think she's truthful, but I'm oh, sorry. It's hard oh, to know. Sounds like home. <laughs> Oh, you know, there was a, you know, I wanted to go back if you don't mind. I mean, I know we're going on yeah. with the Mormons now and stuff, but I, I did want to kind of get back to Tracy Twyman a little bit. Um, I think, you know, she did a lot of stuff with the Shriners and the Jesters. I mean, and I even used you know, a lot of her stuff when we covered them. And like, I even checked a lot of like when she would drop case numbers and say this mm-hmm. and this and that supposedly happened. I actually went and looked up those cases and they all did exist. You know, this lady was actually showing, like, real proof. I was just, like, thinking, like, I, I know eventually down the road, you know, suppose, you know, she's not here anymore. You know, and I, I'm sure it wasn't by suicide, like we were saying before. Do you think, like, from that point on might have been when she started kind of getting, like, down the rabbit hole of going too far, and maybe that's what brought attention to her? And, like, what do you think it was that really, like, got it to where... Like, the FBI... Like, 
Yeah. I think that FBI and um, and then the um, the campground. I think she really stumbled onto a hot mess there with the um, these uh, Turkish people that were showing up at the campground. I think that that was a major uh, meeting place for trafficking people. Uh, and she stumbled onto that. I think that's really, and when she reported it, that was the nail in the coffin, I think. I really do. I, I, do, I think the FBI, from what I've seen, anytime anyone goes to them, it's not good. I think they're running cover for um, all of these trafficking rings. That's basically what their job is at this point. They don't... They don't work for us. They run cover for these. There's so much money involved and so much power that this, you know, one little person that goes to them, you're just going to end up, I don't know. It just, it seems like everyone who goes and reports this ends up dead every time. Well, and it's not like just, you know, Isaac Cappy or Tracy Twyman. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of other people that have that aren't here now. So. Yeah, I was going to say, there's also a difference in between, like, um, you know, like, I know some of her stuff, like, when she did reporting, like I said, she would point to, you know, actual real cases to show, like, look, these people have been known for being associated with something. You are not the yeah. reason why they ended up in court. They were already in court already. There's already proof. When you're trying <laughs> to now bring something to pull them into court, that might be a totally different, you know what I'm saying, or get them actually yeah. in trouble. That's a totally different situation than pointing at them already getting in trouble and nobody talking about it. You know? Right. So that's like, a, that is a totally different leap, kind of, and like, you know, what you're getting involved in now. Well, you know, trying to shut down like a billion dollar industry by yourself is. You know, with people in power, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't think that it's. Uh, it just. It doesn't seem to end well. But you know, I guess what we need to, as as decent human beings, figure out um, why they're doing this. You know, like what is really the root cause. And then, you know, how how can we kind of hit them where it hurts? Whether it's, you know, a lot of them hide behind major corporations. Uh, I just stumbled on this whole thing with Richard Branson, the Virgin, you know, the Virgin Record Airlines guy, and what he's involved in. And, um, yeah, and Hunter Biden, you know, with Rosemont Seneca in Ukraine and, Ukraine is just a hub for trafficking people and money laundering, and and that's kind of their their meeting point there for Europe. And uh, allegedly, I heard there's I, I don't know I haven't verified this, but I heard that there's two hundred thousand children that have been taken out of Ukraine right now. That seems like an awful lot, but I mean it wouldn't surprise me because wherever you know these wars happen the Clinton foundation shows up or someone shows up and all of a sudden these kids disappear. You know, we know what happened in Haiti. Um, the Clintons yeah. seem to be involved in a lot of this stuff too. I've even said it before. Like, um, it was just mentioned on the TV real quick too. One time that, uh, they said for some reason, since the Ukraine war, 
that human uh, child trafficking or sex trafficking has like skyrocketed in Poland. Yeah. And it was just like, and that's it. And then there's onto something else. And I was like, that was like really weird. Like, well, like why, why is like, what's going on? Why does one influencing the next, but nothing, right. nothing about that. Yeah. No follow up to it. Yeah. Just... <laughs> no, yeah. they just drop a bomb and then walk away. Like, okay. Like, you know, we have a 24 hour news cycle. You can probably, Take the time to expand on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we find five minutes in the twenty-four hours to talk about? Yeah, it? can we start, yeah. not talk about fucking yeah. you know COVID or some other bullshit? I really think it might it might take someone like I kind of have so much hope for this Ali character mm-hmm. that I talked about because I feel like it would take someone like her, a victim of it, who's just so fed up and so she like I don't think she cares if she dies because mm-hmm. of this. She just wants mm-hmm. to expose it. That's the feeling I, sorry, the feeling I get from her, you know? So I think it'll just take somebody like that who's just going to plain, plain out say it all. Yeah. You know? And she has said a lot already. Just, she's apparently has more to add. So. I'm sure she does. But when everyone, you know, comes out, like you got Jenny Hatch and um, exposing people in Utah and you have Allie and you have, um, Oh my gosh, there's so many people that are coming out talking about their experience. It seems to be almost revealing itself. You know, um, the Bidens are being exposed for what they really are. And, you know, here's another thing is that, uh, you know, a lot of people already know this, but I'm going to bring it up anyhow, is that the Bidens owned a property, part of Water Island, which faces Epstein Island, and they own the part where there was the submarine loading dock, which was built in World War II. And we know Ghislaine was a submarine pilot, or whatever you call them, right? Is it called pilot? Yeah. Captain? I don't know. Captain. <laughs> she had her, you know, license to uh, command a submarine, let's say. So uh, anyhow, and then we have um, Disney dropping off dropping their cruise lines by Epstein Island. They had a contract so that they could go scuba dive. Kids, Disney cruises, families, Epstein Island, scuba diving. What? What? What is going on here? What in the hell? And then... Sick. (laughs) Yeah, Disney, that's a whole other rabbit hole, too. But, um, yeah, there's just... It's the Bahamas, you know? And... The, the governor of the Bahama Islands, they knew what was going on. As soon as they those planes landed, the Epstein, you know, planes landed in the Bahamas, there are a bunch of little girls. And here's the thing that's not so sexy that they don't want to talk about are all the boys. All the boys. This was like Epstein Island was a place where people could go to have their fantasies fulfilled. And um, it wasn't just little girls, you know. There's rumors, and I, I Denise, you, know. you got to fix your mic again. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. Okay, there's you know rumors like loose talk about um, Kevin Spacey and Bill Clinton liking little boys, and they had to actually kick uh, kick Spacey off the island because he would leave these boys almost dead. Um, so there's lots of little boys that are being kidnapped and sold into these rings, too. We know, like, the Franklin scandal and the finders and all these things that have happened to boys that never get spoken about, which 
you know, it just blows my mind that these girls are getting all of this attention on Epstein and none of the boys have come forward in all of these cases, except for George Tonks, who um, was, he was raped when he was 13 by Lex Wexner and basically sold to the DuPont family. And he's speaking out about it too. He's another one, a man that's come forward, which is really important because if we can get the men talking about it and everyone coming out and talking about it, I think that there's a chance it can get, you know, shed some light on it and get it exposed because these people, even though they're sociopaths, um, they seem to be embarrassed about the fact that they're sociopaths, you know, like they don't want everyone looking at them, pointing the finger and making a mockery of them. That's the one thing where they have to hide in the shadows. And that's, that's the power that we have over them is exposing them and, um, because, again, they're very embarrassed about the fact that they're sociopaths. Mm. Why do you think they hide? Why do they hide? They know that normal people are going to just scowl at them and want to, you know, basically stone them to death in the courtyard. They know. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of the agenda, of, like all this depravity that they're pushing, you mm-hmm. know, is that one day they can walk publicly with their head held high. Yeah, well, they're definitely after the kids. Right. They're after our children. And they've done a pretty damn good job so far, I have to say, with um, the social engineering and Tavistock. And there was um, a couple, Kit and Geraldine Laybourne, who ran MTV and Nickelodeon, who made many, many trips to Epstein Island with meetings, with Oprah, and people who ran these networks. Like, what, again, are they doing on Epstein Island? What is this? Like, are they 17 Frankists? Are they Satanists? Like, what in the world is going on with these agendas? And, you know, you have, like, I've watched my daughter, who they they start watching, like, Miley Cyrus or Britney Spears, and all of a sudden these innocent little girls who are cute and talented explode into these, like, sex-crazed, maniacs who, you know, like look at Brittany and Miley came out and her, her whole thing was really weird. She went from being like this sweet, you know, Hannah Montana to this like rabid sex bomb. And so, you know, these little girls, they follow them, you know, they start off watching them and all of a sudden, so, you know, they're looking up to them and then they be, they think, Oh, let's do that. You know, that's, that's cool. Miley's cool, being you know, and everyone thinks that they're transgender now. This whole age group. Yeah, so, that's an, an epidemic right now. Absolutely. It really, and it's weird. And I think that's part of the transhumanism agenda too. I think it really ties into that. Like, if you don't know who you are, what you are, what gender you are, you're just going to be, you know, basically your freaking robot. You'll be really easy to manipulate. Someone can put a chip in you. That'll be pretty easy. Yeah, I don't know. You know, do you think um you think uh something up with like the Bahamas specifically? Yeah. Um I think that they can really bring people in through um you know, especially like through the Marshall Islands and up from Mexico, South America. I think it's just 
a place where they can meet and export people, let's just say. Yeah, I, the reason I was thinking that I'm trying to find the name of it, and uh, I, I, I can't, I don't know if I'm actually finding the right exact studios. Um, a while ago, when I first had started my own show, I somehow and like I, I think I just randomly came across these artists and then just realized there was a connection somehow, and that fucked me up. And I never really went any farther, but, like, I covered the B-52s, uh, Grace Jones and the Tom Tom Club, and, like, maybe one other person. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was all pedophilia symbolism. Like I said, oh, a, lot, a lot of symbolism, you will see, I think, also has an occult meaning. But, like, all three of those, I had realized, like, you know, these are all the bands, too. But I just thought it was really right. interesting and covered it. Um, all of them, I showed multiple and multiple accounts of like the symbolism and occult symbolism all over throughout their videos. And they all did also at some point all record at the same, uh, the same like recording studio. It was owned by Island Records and uh, Chris Blackwell, but it was in the Bahamas too. Oh, yeah. And I, there was something with the Bahamas where I think uh, sex offenders, registered sex offenders from the United States are allowed there. Like, they'll let you in. Yeah. I think, I don't know the name of the island, but that studio has been around for quite some time, even in the, the 60s and 70s. It might be the Compass Point studio. But I, I do know, I don't know, I remember when I was looking into it, there was a name of the, I think the name of the specific studio. There was also, and I found the really weird, and it could just be coincidental, but there was also a resort in the Bahamas with the same fucking name, just like studio taken out. Huh. I was like, well, no. You know, and I was just like, and then I just never went any farther. I was like, yo, this can be so fucking weird. And I don't know. I was like, I, I, I was like, some other time I'll go back to this. And it's been a year and a half yeah. later, and I never have. But there was some really weird connections with uh, that recording studio and, like, the bands and, like, all the imagery you saw in their, their shit, too. It was very weird. Yeah. I wonder, too, like, if it's an energetic thing with that part of the world. Even, like, you know, the Bermuda Triangle is there. Like, it's just a weird energetic maybe ley lines kind of thing like why there but yeah of course like it's easy with the islands they're so isolated it's more private so yeah there's that oh your mic's off again it's easy to hide you know what you're doing and and Ghislaine Maxwell the guy that she married I think his name is Scott Bergeron or I can't remember his last name but you know I Denise you gotta fix uh, your uh, you gotta fix your mic it sounded off again you sound off. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, see, are you speaking into the computer or do you actually have a headset? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just on my phone. Oh, all right, because it's still, it's, sometimes it goes out. And it sounds, goes in and out? Yeah, like you sound like you're talking through a tin can and then you sound fine. Okay. Now, do I, sound, do I sound fine now? No, it still sounds the same. Oh, crap. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> How about now? Yeah, it's still same. Sounds, yeah. Yeah, it's like a tin can and a rope. <laughs> oh, that really sucks. I don't know if maybe it's the angle you're holding the phone, maybe. Sometimes it just goes in and out. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. However it was when you started was perfect. Yeah, that's so weird. Huh. I, haven't, I really haven't changed it. But... Hmm. 
Do you have a headset, like the iPhone headset or whatever thing you have? Yeah. Yeah, that mic probably will sound fine. Okay, Yeah, it's still the same. Jeez. Do you want me to go get my headset or? Yeah, I mean, if you can grab it real quick, that might that might help, yeah. Hang on one sec. You guys keep talking. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was weird. I honestly thought like it was like, you know what I thought the problem was? Uh, yeah. I thought maybe there was like an iPhone headset I just didn't see and like the mic was just like going the no, wrong I, way. Like, cause it was so yeah. weird how we're going in and out by itself. I had to, I didn't know she was just talking into the phone. No, it's funny. We have like my dog going crazy. We have her headset, her issue. It's just like, I keep eating my mic because uh, the dog's barking at people mowing the lawn. Yeah. So, that. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a so hopefully like a the, the headphones the headphones should uh, should be fine and should fix everything. Uh, yeah, there's even stuff about uh, Sonic that you're talking about. There's, I do want to get back to Cappy for a little bit. I did have a couple of questions I wanted to ask Denise and her opinion about him. Yeah, I. Because Definitely. I still, I still, I'm not totally sure if I believe everything that comes out of his mouth as well. Are you guys talking about? Can you hear me? Yo, yeah, yeah, you sound so much better. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So yeah, uh, <clears throat> I did want to ask, also, like somebody just brought it up too, about Isaac uh, Cappy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I do think just like all right, just like anything with QAnon or kind of Q based. I do think there is truth, but then, like, bullshit in there. I mean, do you Mm -hmm. think everything that he was saying was true? Do you think, like, maybe by the time he was, like, kind of big, maybe, like, I don't want to say he was controlled, but, like, I don't know. I mean, he's put the Q on his forehead, and I still think QAnon and and Quetzalcoatl and the the Masons are a huge part of that psyop. So, like, I have to question even, like, like, what's up with that with him? So, I mean, do you think, like, everything that he was saying was, like, you know, should be taken truthful or do you think there's even weird things about him himself as well? What I think what happened was because of um, who I understand the major players were that manipulated him into this, it was a ruse. And, you know, a lot of actors are useful idiots. Not that Isaac was not an idiot. He was a very intelligent, brilliant man, but um, he was, I think manipulated into it. And I think that, once he understood the breadth of what was going on and how bad everything was, he needed something to believe in. And he did have a person he was working with who was actually in the White House, like um, someone who was helping him. And I will tell you from what I know from my conversations with um, Isaac Cappy was that he really knew where every major trafficking hub was in every major city in the U S so he, someone was working with him. Um, I think the Q stuff, he was really manipulated and, uh, he was also surrounded by witches. You know, he really was. Uh, well, if you're involved in Hollywood, I would assume you probably were. If yeah, you didn't even he, realize it, you're already surrounded by witches and, and magicians. He, he really was. And I think he was just in so deep. He, um, 
uh, I think if he were around now, he would really be calling out Q for what it is, and he would have seen right through it. And I and I think that he wasn't too far from seeing through what it really was. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he probably really had some comfort in believing in something, you know, like. Um, yeah, I got that. That he wasn't alone. Maybe. Oh, maybe I'm actually really. He was all by himself. You know, he was trying. He was like a. You know really battling this on his own. But, um, you know, I, I understood what he was doing, but I was never like, I think growing up in what I would call a religion that's a cult, you can smell a cult a mile away. And I could never really say why I thought it was a psyop, but I just knew. Like, I just, you know, the whole thing just really stunk to me. A cue, that is. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 I knew that. I just, I'm like, you know, um, so I think, again, Isaac would have realized if he were still alive, he, he wasn't too far from calling it out, I think. Uh, again, he was being manipulated by people in the industry uh, that have an agenda that go all the way up to very close to Donald Trump. So, uh Yeah. You know, they use actors all the time and all this right. stuff. Whether they're participating willingly and know what they're into, like people like Ben Affleck, who I think probably are agents, um, yeah. and then and George Clooney, people like that. And then you have people who are at the lower rungs that just get taken advantage of. So, right. Yeah. Trump is, uh, like you said, an actor, oh, right? for sure. Well, I think, oh, yeah. I think Sean McCann said it the best, and I think I remember exactly how he said it now. Um, politicians are just uh, actors that weren't good-looking enough to get into Hollywood. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I man, saw him that say that, that in a live chat one day, and I was like, holy fuck, this dude just nailed it on the head, man. Yeah, I know. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, my God, that is so true. That's absolutely <laughs> it. Right. They just they lack all the charm and charisma that actors have, and obviously looks. They do. Although, like I've said it before, I met Trump briefly, and he uh-huh. is he is very charming, actually. Oh, I would say yeah. I yeah. I've been you know fascinated by Trump since like the eighties, mm. and um, one thing they did though, you know, it was obvious that they always brought up like how many millionaire billionaires that are good looking are there, but like who, no one's asking Mark Cuban if he's going to run for president or what would you do if you were president? Do you know what right. I mean? Like it was always Why Donald him, Trump. Yeah. yeah Why exactly. him? Yeah. He was like the golden child. He was always, he was always being asked that like he was a billionaire real estate guy in New York. Why him? Yeah. Always, always him. Put in the American mind from a long time ago. Right. And the mm-hmm. Your Fire thing and the Apprentice, that was just the leading up to this, you know. It really was. Yeah, so. that's when I met him, when he was promoting The Apprentice. Yeah. At a, at a work thing, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's a really charming man in person. I can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. he just, he has like a big alpha energy. That's the yeah. thing. And so everyone was just like listening with like, open ears of what he was saying. He could have heard a pin drop in that room. And he wasn't even giving like some sort of political speech. It was just like talking like whatever, promoting his show. It wasn't even a big deal. 
Yeah. Whatever. Everyone was fascinated with him. Yeah. They always have been. Yeah, he does have that big energy, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting exactly. with um, with Trump, too? You know, in New York, I remember going back as a kid. I think one time he, like, stopped the mugging. He did this for people. He did that for people. Uh, he was out there helping so much with, like, cleaning up. And after 9-11, like, you know, New York really actually put this dude on a pedestal. And then as soon as he became president, they just shut all over him. Yeah. It's like, it's like really you're odd. actually part of the reason why people know who this dude is. Is because of New York talking about him as much, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, the yeah. New York media. And now all of a sudden he's president and he's a fascist and he sucks. Right. That was really odd. And I think that was just another like uh, divide and conquer strategy that he was in on the whole time. The whole WWE bullshit that they, you know, that they run up on people. Yeah, that's what I mean, it was, think right? of his ties to WWE and <laughs> it's ready to rumble. Yeah. Well, that's all I mean, it was <laughs> a few years ago. And there's even questionable stuff with that too. Like, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. And like who's involved in, in that and yeah, Gambino family. Very interesting. <laughs> it's all mafia. It's all mob. And then you know you can you can circle back around to people like oh, so uh, Joe back. Rogan and their involvement and yeah, that little mafia group. Yeah, I mean, and as funny as it was, and I still do find it funny. But if you even think like, I mean, I don't know if maybe these are people that did it on their own, but I, I I'm sure maybe Trump did spend the money on it, but like. Even this last election, have you ever known a president to actually pay people to go out with digital billboards on the side of their trucks, like, shitting on fucking the Democrats and Antifa and all this fucking crazy shit, trolling fucking the, the, the Democrats' uh, rallies? I mean, if you really, like, think about the whole fucking last few years, it's like, when have we ever seen a presidential election even this fucking outlandish? I mean, it was seriously fucking all was reality TV. Exactly. It was. That's that's exactly what it is. We're watching a show. I mean, I don't want to sound like a Q-tard by saying that. Sorry, Q people, but... (laughs) But, No, um, and the blurring... Like, I think even starting reality TV in general, it's just made this blur between mm -hmm. actual news, well, if there ever was such a thing, yeah. And then reality TV, as we were presented it at first with like Survivor and like Fear Factor, and who was right? in Fear Factor? Joe Rogan eating bugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh-huh. And it's just right. Like, They're getting us ready for the bug eating. It's a predictive programming. Of, it's a, bl- a blurring of what's real and not re- not real, mm-hmm. and that's the same with social media as well. Yeah, it's a it's exactly. a blurring of illusion, basically. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I yeah. always forget that he started there. Yeah, sure that's right. did. I always think of like the UFC first. I will never forget. <laughs> that's yeah. That, I'm like holy. I'm, I think you might have told me, and I was like, holy fuck, that's right. You f- you forgot. You knew, but you forgot. Yeah, yeah. and then I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that's right. He was on this show. Like, he Damn. oh my god, and he looked like such a dweeb too. <laughs> he is kind of. He's... I feel bad saying that, but you know when Owen Benjamin called him Toe Rogan. And all I could picture was a big toe. Oh, man, I love Owen Benjamin, honestly. I do. I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know Joe Rogan, so I'm not I'm not really at liberty to say who or what he is. But I just, you know, 
seeing who he's surrounded by, I would question his motives. Yes. Starting with his uh, his manager. All right. From the, the guy that started the, I was talking to uh, NY about it, uh, the disinformation company, which um, is part of the Alex Jones matrix and all of that <laughs> stuff. So. That's, yeah, that's right. like a whole, yeah. whole, whole other situation right there. Those, that those is a whole other there. situation. Yeah, that'd be a whole other uh, yeah, show. Yeah, crazy. Um, I do have to get it. I do actually want to kind of cut it short, unfortunately, because I do have, uh, I, I forgot there is a, uh, it's a Twin Peaks watch party going on with like my, uh, listeners at two o'clock. And I do want to actually try to make that with them. So I'm going to have to cut it short. Well, that's so nice of you yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, that's yeah. Great. Well, I like, you know, I like the shit too. So, <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, is there anything else, like, you know, I got a few more minutes if you want. Is there anything else you want to say or, you know, before we get going, you, you want to mention? Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. We kind of we kind of touched on a lot, a lot of, different of different things, things didn't yeah. we? I mean, I could always have we you might, back on again, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we might have to, yeah, do this and get, um, kind of stay a little more specific. Okay, yeah, not a problem. And um, because there is there is so much here to cover and so much to talk about in respect to everything that's going on, like um, definitely like the bloodline families and um, the mother of darkness, Glamis castle, the five mothers of darkness. Do you know anything about that? No. You guys like, Mel- I have no idea what the hell no. you're talking Hermon about. Or <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Like, oh, did you say Erimon? Mount Hermon. Oh, oh man. Arimon? Yes. The yeah. You guys know. Um, yes. That, that's kind of a portal. And where they do a lot of rituals there now, um, well, and then the you have the logo too. yeah, the mothers of darkness, and you have Somerset Belanoff, who is like the queen mother of darkness, who allegedly is at the top, who kind of no. controls everything. I don't. You guys know, know about, about this? That? No, no. So we'll have What's to have you cover again? all this stuff again. <laughs> um, there's so little information on her, but okay. So here's something to look at. Her name is um, Somerset Belanoff, who is like the Queen Mother of Darkness. Allegedly, she is top tier. You know, above the Rothschilds, above the Thirteen Bloodlight families. Okay. And so. Um, I don't know who the other five mothers of darkness are, but so it starts, you know, it's like this pyramid. And then you have the legions, regents, councils. Mormons are actually in there. They actually bring up, there's five, there's five groups that are in charge and Mormons are part of that. So, but Somerset Belanoff is the, the song stairway to heaven allegedly is about her. And there is a website called Glamis Calling, and uh, people around the world, government officials, get their marching orders through Glamis Calling. And you can see, like, you can hit on certain dates, and there'll be um, certain things they want to set in, um, into motion. Um, it will include, like, Starlink satellite um, launching and things like that. It's, oh, wow. it's really heavy. Right. So um, it's that. interesting. So, and then with one, of, Sorry. one of her daughters, <laughs> allegedly one of her daughters is uh, the owner of the cannibal club in Los Angeles. And there's this whole uh, underground system where they supposedly run 
Hunger Games and people donate their bodies. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. I don't know. That's you know that's going that's kind of going off the rails a little bit, but interesting. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we can definitely have you on a few more weeks again. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure there's plenty of things we could always keep talking about. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Did you want to plug any anything for yourself or no or? Um, I'm on Twitter, um, October Sky 066, and on Instagram, uh, if you want to follow me there. Um, I post a lot of interesting oddities, anything I can find that's kind of off the rails I to love look into. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I post things that people can research. Like, I think that it's, you know, I want people to kind of look into things themselves and see what they can find come yeah. up with. So, so that's mm-hmm. it. Awesome. So yeah, I'll put your uh, I'll put your links in the bottom because I wasn't sure. I'll, I'll add them. Uh, my links are in the bottom. Um, Teresa's links are in the bottom. The occult regions. Uh, I also want to. Can I just say this? <laughs> yeah. Is that I I just want to. Um, Include the uh, Corey, who is the Phoenix Enigma. If you guys are interested in Isaac Cappy, he's done the best work out there, and it's the PhoenixEnigma.com. He has like the whole, um, it's, he calls it the mind map, and you can look into. He's got a lot of articles. He's done absolutely the best research on Isaac Cappy out there. Um, he's still doing a lot of work on it, and so to really keep up on it. I've gone through and I've talked to a lot of people that were close to Isaac and done my own research myself. And um, Corey's wife has an interesting story, and I've talked to her about it too. Uh, she was with Isaac his last week. And so there's a lot There's a lot there, a lot to talk about still. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. I'm yeah. definitely going to check it, check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so. well. Thank you very much. Dennis. Okay, guys. Uh, Teresa, do you want to plug your show real quick? Yeah, well, I think probably everyone listening knows about it already. Uh, but okay. yeah, Spiritual Gangsters, check it out. YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Yay. <laughs> Every, I love your show. Everything's in the uh, bottom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the end of another uh, Freaky Fridays. Thank you, everybody, uh, especially everybody in the chat that jumped in. Everybody, you know, it's all the same people. Bad Goy, Eric, Arnold, uh, I saw Dank, Sonic, Son. You know who you are. Uh, I appreciate you all jumping in. This is why I do the lives. And, uh, yeah, thank you for making it more interesting also. Um, yeah, that's the end of another Freaky Fridays. Uh, might be a week or two until the next one comes out. I just won't be available. But, uh, yeah, this um It'll be a few weeks until the next one comes out. That's it. Uh, And until the next one, everybody be well. Later.